0: All right, Alexander, we have the elections in Turkey, and we are heading towards a second round for May 28th. Erdogan with a little over 49 percent. Kilic with uh, around 40, 44, 45 percent. And then you have another 5 percent, 6 percent to the other candidates. And from what I understand, the... Uh, the other parties, at least the main third party, is more of a right, a conservative right type of party. So I would think that it probably plays into into Erdogan's hands. It's hard to say, but, um, you know, we, we, we were saying uh, for a while now that Erdogan's going to win. And then towards the last week, we started to express some doubts because of the polling numbers were so, I mean, there were there were. Clearly saying that Erdogan, across all the polling that was done, that Erdogan was was down and some polls had him down by a lot. But, um, you know, I, I got some emails from some people who were looking at the polls in Turkey and, and in Turkey as well. And uh, one person in particular said that the polling, like a day before the vote, said that the polling is, is off and Erdogan will, will pull through. Uh, he did pull through. We're going to have a second round, but I think, I think the second round is is going to favor him. That would be my guess.
1: Well, absolutely, that's entirely my view. And I have to say this: um, in any election of this kind, when one when you have to get fifty percent plus one, and the incumbent has achieved more than forty nine percent, in other words, he only needs a couple of uh, fractions of 1% to win, I would have thought that it would be extremely unlikely that the incumbent would lose. So I, too, think that it's going to be Erdogan, and I also think that this nationalist Conservative Party, most of its voters are going to end up voting for Erdogan. So I think that he's going to, he's going to win, and by a clear margin. Now, he has seen a drop in his support, he has had to go to a second round, which I think is the first time this has happened since he became president of Turkey, though that's not such a long time ago. His party did better, I think, in the parliamentary elections than most people expected. And I get to say something else about the elections, which is that um, they were carried out in a peaceful and orderly way that doesn't seem to me to have been much obvious sign of, um, you know, il- obvious election irregularities. I'm not saying that there weren't any, but I don't really see much sign of them. So I would overall trust this result, and it does look as if Erdogan has been underestimated again. He is, you know, the towering figure in Turkish political life. He's been a central figure in Turkish political life now for over 20 years. And... No other candidate comes close to matching his charisma or his personality, and he's pulled it through, despite many obstacles in his way. You know, the inflation crisis, the earthquake, the rumours about his own ill health, all of those things. Having said that, and this is where I think it becomes important, um, we could find ourselves in a situation where the election is over, Erdogan wins, and the colour revolution attempt starts and I'm not saying definitely that that's going to happen but you mentioned the fact that there was you know the polls seem to be off beam they weren't really showing the real picture and by the way and I don't have these same sources ...in Turkey that you do. I'm much further away from the scene. But I'd seen reports... ...you know, public reports... ...that were hinting at that very thing. And if you go to the Turkish media... ...they were also saying that. So, point is... ...if the opinion polls... ...were being structured... ...in order to get... ...in a way that was intended... ...to give the impression... ...that the opposition candidate... ...was going to win... ...and that Erdogan was going to lose... And by a big margin, I have to say this: this is a consistent pattern in color revolution attempts. You come along, you say that the final result is out of sync with the opinion polling the pre election polling that has to mean that the poll that the the actual election itself has been rigged in some way, that the opinion polls are somehow more reliable, that then triggers protests. You then get all the people that you've organised already to come out and protest, and that's when the colour revolution attempt begins. So, like yourself, I expect Erdogan to win on the 28th of May. I I think it's very difficult to see how he can lose, but I don't think that will be the end of the story.
0: Yeah, I... uh i was thinking the same exact thing that uh, they they do these polling tricks cuz it benefits them in, in both ways actually it's the best of both worlds for them if, if on the one hand they they create these big polling spreads which show that that erdoğan is in this instance erdoğan is is trailing and so that that kind of has the effect of people saying well you know erdoğan looks like he's going to lose so if i support erdoğan well you know maybe i won't vote and and if I'm opposed to Erdogan, it's it motivates that crowd even more so. It has that effect. And in the effect that Erdogan does uh does come out ahead and goes against the the polling um uh projections, then they then they start the the, the color revolution and they say, well, the polls showed you know Erdogan was down by six points. Well, how did he win? Well he must have. You must have cheated. And so they get all of that going. But but I will say this. I think that uh, that Erdogan and his government were one step ahead of the Bolton. And I just throw the name of John Bolton because he has the color revolution, Turkey regime change think tank. But they were ahead of Bolton um, in this uh, in this instance, because there were reports that the Turkish government was contacting social media, specifically Twitter, And they told uh, Twitter that, you know, they need to throttle down um, some of the activity that's taking place in Turkey during the elections. And I think they did it not not to meddle in the elections, like the actual voting or the promotion of candidates. I think they contacted Turkey, uh, contacted Twitter because the Turkish officials understood that Twitter would be a main mechanism, a main tool that will be used by the colour revolutionaries to yeah. to get people
1: out onto the streets. Absolutely, that's exactly so they what... they wanted it, that type of chatter throttled down. Absolutely, that's exactly what, is, what, what, what I think they've been doing. And I think, again, if you go to the Turkish media, and of course I am confined to the English-language Turkish media, but they have been... The, the, the pro-government media has been also pushing very strongly the fact that it, the West wants Erdogan to lose and of course we had that disastrous cover in The Economist, Erdogan must go and this has been widely publicised by the government across Turkey. They're saying you know this is our election, outsiders are meddling, the opposition is really a puppet of the West. I suspect that's rallied quite a few people back but it's also given a signal that if there is a colour revolution, the government will resist it. And I have to say this, with colour revolutions, if the government is strong and determined, then no colour revolution can succeed. The only colour revolutions that succeed are those where the government itself is divided or weak.
0: Okay, so uh, if Erdogan wins on May 28th, what should we expect?
1: Well, more of the same. I don't think he's going to change very much. Um, He has to do something to bring the economy back into balance because the fact that he's been pushed, put to a runoff, uh, shows that, you know, he has lost support. Um, The fact that he's hold over 49% on a high turnout. Nonetheless, also shows, by the way, how much support he still has in spite of economic problems that would have sunk most other conventional politicians. But he's got to start thinking about the economy. He's got to start pursuing a more rational economic policy. But anyway, that's a domestic thing. Foreign policy, I think, is going to be exactly the same. But probably an even stronger drift of Turkey away from the West towards the Eurasian powers, towards China and Russia. Because after what's happened in this election, Erdogan can be under no doubt anymore, if he ever was, that the West is out to get him. So why would he want to remain connected to the West? He, he's going to, or so it seems to me, accelerate Turkey's drift away from the West.
0: Well, the West have said that, they've said that they're out to get him. I mean, they've,
1: they've absolutely, yeah. I mean, they've magazine been doing after magazine. They've been doing uh, they've no, been do, yeah. Absolutely, they've been doing But I mean, I think they came up perhaps a bit too obviously this time. Well, they want him gone. And they want, they him, want gone. him gone. Did, yeah. yeah. But, okay. you know, uh, on this issue... Turkish opinion is on his side. I mean, this is where Turkey has changed so fundamentally in my lifetime. Um, if you, you know, polling in Turkey, we've got to be careful what we say here because of the, the way it's been manipulated. But it's been manipulated by pro-Western people. The polling in Turkey shows growing hostility towards the US and the West amongst a significant majority of Turks now, and a desire to maintain good relations with Russia, also amongst a significant majority of people in Turkey. That completely flips the position from what it used to be, by the way. You'd gone to Turkey in the the 1970s, 1980s, when I first engaged with the country, it was the absolute extreme other way. But now, that's all changed, and... If Erdogan moves away from the West even more, he's going with the flow of Turkish opinion. Yeah, I agree.
0: Uh, final question: uh, er- Erdogan does look frail. I yes, he does.
1: yes, I, I agree with that. I mean, that's, and that's and that's another factor uh, which I think has dented his support. Actually, I mean, he's no longer the. I mean, he's been there a very long time and the way he governs Turkey is exhausting. I mean, it's, you know, this theatrical performance that he does, these constant, complicated games of balance that he plays. I mean, they must be enormously stressful and exhausting for any person. And what he needs himself is not just for himself to slow down and to pursue more conventional foreign policies and economic policies. He has to start thinking about who's going to take over from him when he goes. And given that he's Erdogan, that might be a very difficult thing psychologically for him to do. He might not do it, in which case I'm afraid that he might also be setting the scene for an awful lot of political turbulence to follow when he goes and you know we're all mortal and he is too and he's got to start acknowledging that fact and accepting that he's not the man that he was 20 or 10 or even five years ago yeah
0: all right we will end it there the durand.locals.com we are on rumble rockfin odyssey bitch shoot and telegram and go to the Durant shop 10 percent off use the code good day Take care.